Welcome into the Set the Edge podcast. I'm your host, Andy, joined here by the intrepid crew of David Tarek and special guest, longtime requester, first time appearance. We have our uh, our good friend, Jose, joining us. Jose, how you doing, Jose. my man? Good. How you doing, brother? I can't complain. Uh, Monumental day. It's uh, mm-hmm. it, It's been a big day. Uh, obviously, this is Tarek. perfectly timed. Yeah this, yeah. this broke a few hours before we started recording. Um but there's uh, there's some big news, uh, yes. some, some big quarterback news. Um, Carson Wentz has been traded from the Eagles to the Colts. Yes. Um, David, yeah. what was the what was the compensation on that one? So the Colts sent a 2021 third rounder and a 2022 conditional second rounder, which can become a 2022 first rounder if either of the following conditions are met. So if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the offensive snaps in 2021 or he plays 70% and the Colts make the playoffs, then the second rounder becomes a 2022 first. Yeah, and 75% is roughly 12 games. Plus, you got to figure some games as well, he might have 40 offensive snaps. Some games he might have 70. It, it can totally fluctuate. So. Yeah. It's, it's huge for, you know, I mean, where were we? Three, four years ago, we were talking about Carson Wentz as you know a top three top five top ten quarterback and well this... you people were <laughs> i was not <laughs> i was he not. that conversation correct he was yeah so he was the front runner for mvp before getting injured um yeah. in the 2017 season um russell wilson then... snubbed and tom brady earned that you know it um, russell wilson snubbed you stop <laughs> now he's going back to his previous coach, who had his best season with, Frank Reich. So I Reich was the OC uh, during um, his stellar 2017 performance. Um, okay, but the Eagles just hired like three of Frank Reich's assistant coaches and then proceeded to trade Carson Wentz to Frank to Reich. To Frank Reich, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. During Wentz's two years with uh, Frank Reich, he averaged 6.8 yards per, t- per attempt. 244 That's yards a good. game. That's good. That's 61.5% completion rate, 88.8 QB rating, 49 21 touchdown interception ratio. Wait, passer rating or QBR? Because that is a. I think that's passer rating. I think that's passer rating. There's no way that's QBR. With with stats like that, there's no chance that's QBR. Uh, 4.7% touchdowns, 2% interceptions, and 5.5% sacks. And then went his uh, three years without Frank Reich. Ages 26, 27, 28, he averaged 6.7 yards per attempt, 250 yards a game, 63.5% completion, 89.5 passer rating, 64-29 touchdown interception ratio, 4.4 touchdowns, 2 interceptions percentage, and 7.5% sacks. So he gets sacked more because he's holding on to the ball um, a lot more. And so what's interesting is that despite having an additional – two, three, four years of experience for any of those given seasons is that Wentz isn't markedly better. Uh, he, he's mildly better at most um, with without Reich. And so the, I think a really good question is how much was Reich uh, doing to really bail him out and prop him up during those two years that he did have Frank Reich. Um, and I think it's, well, I think we're going to get a good answer this year. Um, but I, I, I think one of the most fascinating things about this trade to me is the uh, is not the conditional pick actually because that makes a lot of sense but it's the fact that the you know that that's the fluctuating arguably higher value offer but 
the fact that it, all it took to on top of that was a, a third round in this year's draft, and I that think that was the only offer they got. Yeah, yeah the, the, the so Colts were the only team that was the only went running. Yeah, the wow. the Bears never made an official offer because Carson Wentz rejected going there. Yeah, the the Bears were said to be only be interested if Carson Wentz wanted to play in Chicago and. Apparently, he didn't want to play in Chicago, so they never made an offer. I mean, yeah. I don't blame Wentz for one very clear either. and obvious reason, and I think we all know what that reason is. It's because a of reasons, but... I, I, I think the biggest reason is because Nick Foles went there first. And so there, he yeah. would, like, regardless of how well Foles, um, excuse me, Wentz played, like, he would always be getting comparisons to, to Foles, and he'd never be able to escape them because he followed Foles to the next team. Yeah. I mean, I think he has a great opportunity to succeed with the Colts. He has a great offensive line, a really good defense, and the, some the receivers solid, aren't some, that great, some, but they're, 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 solid. they're capable. They're capable. Yeah. They're, 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 I'd say they're the bottom end of, like, average. I mean, you could say they're similar to what he had in Philadelphia during 2017. Minus the tight end. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the tight end play in 2017. I mean, I that, that's the huge difference. Yeah. Because where are the Colts picking – they're around like pick 20, right? 20th, I think. 20th or 21st. So, I mean, I mean, in the second round, that would put them at like 52nd or so. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's Kyle Trask. But... Well, no, I'm not thinking about Trask. I'm thinking actually, so in the second round, I'm thinking Firebooth. And if he falls in the first, oh, targets. yeah, you could, they could be looking at, um, at Kyle Pitts if he's if he's still on the board at twenty, I I I, I think it's a long I, shot. Yeah. But my point is that like if, if he's there at twenty, you sprint that card in. I think and, a Yaboa or Brevin Jordan or Hunter Long in the third is a lot more real. I I don't see Friedman falling falling into the fifties. I don't think he falls out of the forties. That's fair. I, I especially I if, especially if, especially if a team like New England doesn't take. Pits at fifteen. Um, well, just because there's such a big drop after Fryermuth to the next tight end. I mean, there's still a huge drop after you know b- before yeah, Fryermuth too. But Pitts is one of those. I mean, he's the Trevor Lawrence of the tight ends. He's that, and not not. I'm not saying he's no, no. I know what you mean. Cap, I know, like, like in terms of draft capital, the clear number one, and yeah. he's going to be the number one in basically any class. You put Fryermuth in last year's class, the year before, pretty much any class of the last decade that didn't have Gronk, Hawkinson, or pitch and he's a tight end one i mean or at least he's in the conversation for it yeah so i mean he the only reason he's not being talked about more is because kyle pitts exists in this yeah draft. it's like so, being second place to it's like being the second best golfer to tiger woods like you can't be it's really not mad a bad about thing it. No. yeah no like you can't be mad about it so uh jose i guess i'll kick it over to you to, to, for, for this next question but what do you think is going to be like the ripple effect uh, from from the Carson Wentz trade. Um, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Um, whether it be with the Colts or just like looking throughout the league, like what do you, what do you think is going to be one of the biggest things that happens as a result of this trade? That's not you know obviously like oh you know Carson Wentz is now going to play on the Colts. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a fucking QB frenzy at this point. Um, I really thought they were going to beg and ask for more for Wentz, uh, especially after what happened with. Uh, Oh God, my memory's still right now. Stafford and Goff. Yeah, it was Stafford yeah. exactly. I, I thought I didn't even. I don't know how the Rams are getting that many first round picks out of their ass, but um, I really think that. And now you said, like you mentioned earlier, Darnold, mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe Deshaun Watson. I don't believe he moves. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest with you, just because if Stafford was cost that much, I can't even imagine what. Well, 
uh, Watson would be. Just to interject with it, the, the difference yeah. in the Stafford trade is, yes, he got two firsts, a third, and golf. But you got to figure, you look back at some other deals recently, keep to lead Brock Osweiler mm-hmm. and others. The Rams paid most likely one of those firsts for the Lions to take off in his contract. Yeah. I, I really believe that the that it was Stafford for a first and a third, and then, hey, will you take Goff's contract off our hands? We need the money. We will give you an extra first to do uh, that. Which is fucking fascinating when you consider that it must mean, like, oh, how much more do the Rams value having that salary cap space as opposed to that well, extra, extra They're already first. over. Yeah. I didn't realize that they were over at the time. They're like how much are they over? Million over right now. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so they desperately needed that cap space. Yeah. I, I really – and that trade made me see this. That, look, more teams really should do this. I mean, you have teams like the Texans, the Jets, that the Lions. Look, they're not competing the next two years. Set, put it out there that, hey, look, we'll take these bad contracts. Give us extra pits. Yeah. It's just a salary dump. Yeah, if, if yeah. they have only $10 million in cap space this year versus $30 million in cap space – what the freaking do they're not doing anything yeah. with it they're not signing any big name free agents or anything it's not going to matter because they're a terrible team that's in the in the cellar right. anyway they're fighting for a top three pick next year get those extra picks while you can yeah yep. so i i i think that that's like that's a really good point is that it'll be interesting to see who else if anyone you know, uh, in terms of the quarterback market gets moved, are we going to see Garoppolo move Darnold? You said, I, I also agree that I don't think Watson's going anywhere. Um, you know, we could see a good few quarterbacks on the move. Um, if you, so this is one to all of you, we'll just go around. You have to pick one quarterback, one quarterback from last season that's a starting, that was a starting quarterback. Okay. To be on a different team next year. Okay. Who are you picking? Where are they going? And what kind of ge- – just a general idea of what kind of compensation you're looking for. Um, I'm going to cheat and do this cheaply so that nobody else can do this. I'm going to say Ryan oh, yeah. Fitzpatrick. Fitz- quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes to the Patriots, uh, and the Patriots don't have to give up anything other than losing like a fifth or so in the compensatory pick formula. I would absolutely love that. I, so, I would adore that, but yeah, I, I – yeah. I, I actually have the Patriots as well. Uh, Mitch Trubisky going to the Patriots. <laughs> I will jump into Boston Harbor if the Patriots end up with Mitch Trubisky. You heard it first here, guys. Andy's jumping into the harbor. Lock right, that Jose. in. Oh, uh, I got Sam Darnold. Oof, where would he go? Let's see. I mean, who else is really good? Actually, my bad. I got Garoppolo. 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 Where's Garoppolo again. end up? So we all think that we all have the Pats getting a different quarterback. Yep. I mean, if I had, if I, I swear to God, if you say Mariota, like, what's the fucking point? (laughs) You say Mariota to the Pats. You know, you know, if the Patriots get Mariota, they're going to be paying him $20 million to start. But again, for that price, I'd rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick and draft, you know, draft some. Trey Lance at 15 would be a dream, but like, you know, draft a, a, a project quarterback, see what you got. Um, and Fitzpatrick is going to at least not suck. Um, at least he won't suck all the time. He'll just suck, yeah. He'll very suck every other moments. game. <laughs> every every <laughs> other play, exactly. Uh-huh. So, I, I, something else that I think is a bit of fallout from Wentz getting traded in the compensation and things like that is that you have to look at the quarterback situation. Uh, and that, like, it's a fun fact. So this it now means that no first-round quarterback from 2009 to 2016 – uh, drafted in the first round was uh is still with their 
team that drafted them. Yeah. Like none of them. Um, and it's, it's fascinating um, because mentioning that 2016 draft um, and I know David, you had a point you wanted to make about that draft in a little bit, but uh, before we go to that, I, I just, in the fourth round, we have Dak Prescott who, you know, in, albeit in like something like a six game sample size was on pace for over 6,000 yards this past season. Um, and I think has made it very clear that me having to take back in 2016 and even holding strong in 2017 and beyond that Dak is better than Wentz. And obviously we all agree that he's better than Goff. I, I, I feel very like, it's hard for me to not look at, at the landscape of the league and things like that and go, yeah, I was right. I mean, I, I'm going to make my counterpoint that I always make every time you bring that up, uh, mm-hmm. which is um, making a take in let, let's go with 2017, because I think that was probably Wentz's best year from remember remembering right yeah um saying in 2017 that Dak is better than Wentz it's it's a fair like I'm not going to say that it's not a fair take because it definitely had an argument but to bump it now because he's clearly better now isn't exactly fair you you can't look back on a different situation three years later and say oh yeah no this this was true then because it's true now that that's just not a fair thing to do which, um, so, yeah, and, and, and Tarek, good news for you with this trade. You don't have to pretend that Carson Wentz is good. Well, you, I'm you, still going to be rooting for Carson Wentz when he's on the Colts, actually. And I, I can't wait till to... they play each other because I'm probably going to go to Indianapolis or Philly to watch him play. Do they? Not this year. Um, somewhere down the line. Okay. Now you just have to pretend Jalen Hurts is good until the trade. Well, I'm, I still don't believe that's in that's him. easier than pretending Carson Wentz is good though. So the the Eagles are still reportedly set to bring in a quarterback to compete with Jalen Hurts for the starting job, including they're potentially also, drafting one at six overall. Yeah, they're they're set they're said to be looking at Justin Fields at six. Um, they're also said to be taking offers for Jalen Hurts to trade him as well. I don't know what the hell is going on. Hey, Andy, Jose. Are you guys old enough yeah. to remember when Eagles fans thought they were the Nets dynasty and Howie Roseman was the best GM in the league? Do you I mean, know I am. Listen, I Do you mean dynasty. that I have a memory that goes back, <laughs> goes back longer than 2017? Best GM, hey. I did say that, but dynasty, I never said. You specifically know, but oh man, everybody was talking oh, about yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, 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 was a heated debate. Um, I think I'm pretty I, humble with my here's, here's Here's what I think is the best thing is that – there is a statue of uh, Carson Wentz, not Carson Wentz, uh, Nick, Nick Foles, Foles, Nick Foles and yeah, Nick Doug Foles. Peterson Doug outside Peterson. of uh, where the Eagles play their home games, and neither is with the Eagles anymore. Doug Peterson wrote a book after winning one Super yes. Bowl. Like, so I, I want to know Doug Peterson's side of the story, you know, because they fired him because he wanted Jalen Hurst to start. No, right? it was the other way around. Peterson wanting Hurts because I, I remember saying that when Peterson got fired, that solidified Wentz as a starter for 20 Yeah, this is why those, this whole thing's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. Peterson I wanted Hurts. I thought it was the other way around in the fact no. that Peterson wanted Wentz and the upper, uh, like, ex- the execs Peterson were saying, like, Wentz hey. During the season. So basically, the Eagles are a shit show. The Eagles have the. Uh, see, that's the thing. That. My my take at least gave the Eagles front office an ounce of credit. I can't yeah, defend no, that they at have all. No credit. I, I, I cannot defend that in the least. Yeah. That makes no sense. Hey, get so let's. With firing Peterson, or well, sorry, with trading Wentz, because I thought they fired Peterson to keep Wentz. To keep exactly. Going. Exactly. So I want to know, like, what's Doug's 
Doug Peterson's side of the story. Like, what's yeah. going on with him? I mean, the only he thing that I can think of book. is... Yeah, get another <laughs> book. I want to know what happened. This time it's actually worth it. Um, I would get that. Yeah, like... I'd illegally download it. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys are interested in what happened in what happened with Peterson and Howie. I'm interested in what happened with Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I, I don't think that's a bold conversation to have. I think it's, hey, man, you've I been do. terrible for a while, and it's just, it, like, I Here's can't defend the thing, you anymore. Though. Everyone, while Bill O'Brien was there, everyone, I mean, everyone was putting 90% or more of the blame on Bill O'Brien. I mean, there yeah. was there was never talks about Easterby. And then O'Brien leaves or gets fired, he, like, he oh, gets, whatever terminology yeah. they used. And they, they parted ways. Yeah, they parted ways. <laughs> They put and him down. Players started oh, coming talking about talking about how maybe it wasn't Bill O'Brien, how Bill O'Brien was a thief. Think issue. of the rabbits, Bill O'Brien. Oh my god. Think of the rabbits, Lenny. Jack Easterby, this freaking preacher, takes Everyone over the whole him. he takes over the have Texan franchise. How does that happen? Howie. Howie. At least Howie like stumbled ass backwards into some level of success. <laughs> Show me what, what's the most successful thing that Easterby has done. Drafting Deshaun Watson. I was going to say that. It's like, <laughs> congratulations. You managed to not screw up the blue chip pick. He Keep led a prayer group. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do we think the Cowboys are going to do with Dak Prescott? There's talks Dak. about him being traded. There's talks about him being franchise tagged, him getting a huge contract. What do we think is going to happen there? I think he probably gets franchise tagged again. Because I think that Dak is like, look, y'all sucked without me. And um, the Cowboys are going to be like, and Jerry Jones is going to be like, well, look at what happened to our, our our division rival when they gave their quarterback a big contract. He's realistically not going to get the same contract offer from Jerry that he did last year right now because of that injury. In, in terms of not necessarily length, but guaranteed money. You know, if I'm Dak, an ideal world, I think to me is three years, 35 million, uh, 35 million. And I'd actually offer four and 36 if I'm Jerry. Um, a, a year, 36 yeah. a year. Um, what was the offer was last year? What was the, what was the, what the offer last what year? Was, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Cause Dak wanted 40. For sure. Dak wanted 40. That was the report coming out of his camp. I don't know. Okay. I think that he was it, getting offered 35. It was reportedly between 33 and 35. If I Something like that, but it was a longer contract than what Dak wanted. It was it yeah. was five years, 33, 35 versus four years, and Dak, for whatever reason, thinks he was worth 40. I um, mean, to no, be fair, it, considering the start of the season that he had, he, he made a pretty fair argument that he's worth closer to yes. that than 33. So... I think the big issue with this is uh, because Jerry's realistically coming off an injury like that, you're wanting to get someone either for cheap or on a short contract. Mm-hmm. And you can't, the issue with the tag is you can't extend someone during the season on a tag like you can on a regular contract. Yeah. You have to extend them by, I think it's June 15th. So, I. I because if I'm Jerry, I'm really not trying to give him a four or five year contract coming off of that injury but at the same time if i can get him four or five years for maybe 33 instead of 37 40 i'd almost take that risk i i think the risk at that point is worth the money now jose if you're dak prescott would you chance going to free agency yes for sure really okay yeah i I believe the injury wasn't it wasn't really nothing it wasn't 
career altering in my opinion. He didn't tear an ACL or nothing like that. Yeah, bones, um, bones heal. Ligaments are what you got to be they, worried about. Exactly, and I believe that there's teams out there that need quarterbacks. That's what we've seen with two crazy trades already. Yeah, the um, Jets would probably give him the best offer. Yeah, I think the Jets. Um, like uh, Miami. I don't know about that. No, I think the Patriots might. Patriots probably would. If you're looking at teams that need a quarterback, do you think the Patriots would really pay that much money to Dak Prescott? Yeah. Though, look at how much cap space they have. Patriots. I understand that, but the. Do you think Bill Belichick would seriously pay that? Yes. Jose? I think Jose. Uh, yeah, I, I would. What, I when, you're, when your quarterback room right now is Jarrett Stidham potentially bringing Brian Hoyer back, potentially bringing Cam Newton back. Oh, boy. None of those names attract free agents. And no. having one of the worst offenses in the league and arguably the worst receiving core in the league, you need some Easy. way to draw in a, a big-name free agent receiver. Yeah. And you're not going to do that with Jarrett Stidham starting. I'm sorry, you're just not. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and, and I think that's why for the Patriots, one of the biggest offseason strategies is to secure your upgraded quarterback early on to, one, get a better chance at laning free agents and things like that, you know, like a Marvin Jones. You know, obviously, I think an Allen Robinson's a little too much. If you guys are right, good. Let's go to uh, closing our closing thoughts here. Yeah, I have I have one right here. Um, Talk to kicking it off. Yeah, yeah. So Big Ben um, is undecided on retiring. Uh, he was oh, saying that yeah. he would leave the league when Pouncey retired, and Pouncey, both the Pouncey brothers retired uh, a couple weeks ago. So does oh, that yes. mean that Big Ben is going to retire as well? Well, you got to remember also um, the Steelers. GM, I think it is Colbert. Colbert, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, recently was on record saying he's uncertain about Ben's future with the team. And he didn't say it in so many words, but it was he was very non-committal when asked, is Ben gonna be back? Yeah, so I, I don't I don't think he's gonna come back. I think they're gonna have they're gonna go with Dwayne Haskins for this year. Haskins and Rudolph QB battle. Take trash at the end of the first round. So, I mean, so I that, was my, that was my. That was my. That's Washington, what I was going. Like really. Um, I was going to ask about Trask for, for them <laughs> because Trask is an interesting comparison to Big Ben. Like, would you rather have for the 2021 season alone, Big Ben or Kyle Trask? And I think that's a fair question. I, I think Trask offers more upside. I think so too. Ben is safer. Ben is definitely the safer. Higher floor, but I don't think the Steelers are good enough to be able to. It's going to depend who they have to let go because they're they're over the cap as well right now. So they're going to have to let some players walk. You cannot expect that defense to perform at the same level either. Defense just does not stay consistent year over year. Most it's, any it's other not reliable. Agree. Most any other team I'd agree because it's the Steelers and they've done this for the much better part of the last 50 years, having a top five to 10 defense. It's yeah. been in waves and it's been when, they, when they're able to retain their – Big pieces on defense, though. That's but the they're, thing. They're big pieces. Cameron Hayward, Stephon Tewitt, TJ Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick. They're all staying. Devin Bush is Aren't they back. losing corners? Their corners are ass anyway. <laughs> Regardless, I think it's I, – I, I think Trask is the better pick um, for the 2020 season, and I, I think they should get him and move on from Ben. The Jaguars announced that uh, I think they were going to enter their teal uniforms into part of their standard kit. I think it's going to be their standard home uniform. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, it's a pretty good uniform. I, I, I like it decently. Um, 
but there's a, another uniform that is pretty universally loved um, around, like amongst fans around the league. And I just don't understand it. I think it looks um, like it, like it's baby clothes. I think it uh, belongs more in a nursery than on a football field. It's, it's just an ugly uniform. In my opinion, it just is not becoming of a team that's trying to, you know, go out there and impose its will on, on their opponent. And that's they the, don't exactly do, but and that's the Chargers powder blue uniforms. Um, everybody loves them. They're, they they talk about them as arguably the best uniforms um, in the entire league. And I just don't get it. I think they're one of the worst. I I, I honestly cannot stand seeing them. And honestly, it, it, like if I have another game that I can watch, I know I will probably pick that one just because of how much I cannot stand to look at those uniforms. They are so ugly, and I hate them. I think you're alone with these thoughts, Andy. Yeah. He Maybe. is with most of his takes. Look, Ho- man. Jose, be in the pat. We have a pat group chat. Um, Jose, you're in there. You can attest to this. Andy is typically on an island with a lot of his takes. Hey, man, just just wait till I start talking about my takes about uh, about water. Uh, it, it, as no, my closing thought, we oh, are man. not oh, going into that. Oh man, that is not <laughs> happening. <laughs> I have strong opinions about water. We have had hour-long debates about this. <laughs> but uh, in summary, Chargers uh, powder blue uniforms are ass. Uh, tell your friends. <laughs> Jose, you want to give us – mine's a decently yeah. long one, so I'm gonna, I want to go okay. with that. So mine as well is going to be uh, something along of Wentz being a top five QB this season, but I'm going to change it and okay. make it about Cam Newton. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think he's done yet. I think if we keep him one more year and build something around him, unlike last season where we didn't have jack shit because we didn't have no salary cap, to be fair, to Bill. Um, uh, I think if we keep Cam one more season, he'll definitely be way better. I mean, I just think I go back to when we played the Seahawks in week two. Uh, or was it week three? It was week two. You were right. Week two, yeah. Uh, and then he just went off and had a crazy performance. And if it weren't for Josh McDaniel calling the stupid ass, uh, it, it was not a bad play little, call. It was it, a it, terrible play call. You stop that. Newton's play. a better rusher Everyone. than he is. So run him up the goddamn middle of the field. Yeah, okay, like, look. You know, so here's the thing, right? You know who got beat along the offensive line, and and the reason why that play got blown up is Michael Onwenu, who was arguably the Patriots' best oh, offensive lineman oh. this year. So. Like if they can beat our best offensive lineman, it was a fluke a good play. play all right, do it again. The, the, I mean, <laughs> the, the clock ran out, bro. Like <laughs> they had no timeouts. They stopped doing plays like that. That's why Newton got all messed up. They didn't yeah. stop running plays they like that. They kept running, running Newton like inside that. inside the five. That's exactly wow, what they did. Newton and had it like worked. Kill rushing or something. They did not stop doing plays. Yeah, like no. That. Newton was a viable fantasy quarterback on the basis of his rushing touchdowns alone. I know. I had him. Not so much. That's what I'm saying. Else, but... Before he got COVID, he was doing great. And I think if we just give him one more year, this is the make it or break it year. Obviously, he's not. Uh, we yeah, don't he's know because sure he was bad back. as a passer, so he's got to prove that he can, you know, get better at that um, and, yeah. and return to form. Um, the issue too is so many of his issues were mental and mechanical. I mean, his his shoulder throwing mechanics he had terrible was all accuracy. Like his, it was yeah. bad. He was his, missing his, his short accuracy was bad. Yeah, just in general, I'm saying like he just missed his yeah. receivers a lot with the with his the pe- pocket with the presence ball. was his pocket presence was a troll. Oh, was yeah, oh, the worst. Of it. You're but, making me really. You're making me really relive 2020, man. Stop it. <laughs> the but the Buccaneers general manager, Jason Light, is 
one of, if not the most underrated GMs in the league. If you look at what he's done the last three-ish years, right? Because one of the one of the biggest things that GMs don't do is they're not able to admit their mistakes and move on from big free agents, big trades, drafts, whatever. Mistakes that they made, they don't move on quickly enough. You look at guys that he's moved on from. Mistakes, Deshaun Jackson, Chris Baker, Michael Johnson, Robert Aguayo, Vernon Hardraves, all heavily invested in, didn't work out, dumped them right away. Drafts that he hit on. I mean, you look at the 2020 draft. Tristan West, Antoine Winfield, 2019, Devin White, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, Edwards. Um, look at 2018, Vita Vea, Ronald Jones, um, Davis, Kappa, Whitehead. He nailed the majority of his pits the last three years. His free agent signings, Ryan Jensen, Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, Antonio Brown, Kevin Minter, Leonard Fournette, Raheem Nunez-Roches, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. That's half his starting roster right there. Yeah. I mean, he has hit on pretty much every signing you can want him to, every draft pick you can want him to, early and mid-rounds. You could argue that he got lucky with getting Brady and Gronkowski, though. I mean, to an extent, Gronk was going to go wherever Gronk a B exactly going Gronk Brady went with Brady, so that's kind of like a yeah. But you still together. gotta you still gotta get Brady, still. and that's the thing. You getting Brady isn't exactly an easy thing to do. I mean, no, no one thought <laughs> he was going to leave the Patriots. That that right. he got lucky. Well, so it's I mean, let's be honest. Lots factors into a lot of decisions, especially GM decisions. I mean, you can do all the pre-tape, all the tape evaluations, all the pre-draft scouting, all of the mental interviews and whatnot, and still whiff on your draft picks. I mean, we've seen blue chip, elite of the elite, can't miss prospects just fall completely flat on their face and not do anything. You can say Saquon Barkley. It's Ryan okay. Leaf, it's, what? I said you can say Saquon Barkley. It's okay. <laughs> uh, they just they don't turn out for whatever reason. Sometimes it's not anything you can really point to. It's you can't always identify the one reason. They just don't work out. And even looking back, you can't find that reason. So it's to, to have done the job that he did building that team in the last couple of years. And then finding those last couple of pieces this year. It's just, it's something that's not talked about in the whole, but Super Bowl narrative and really, really should have been. I think that's a fair point. Like no, nobody's like everybody is either gonna has jumped into one of two camps when it comes to Bucks. Radio defense, exactly. Um, yeah. And it's part of why I was looking at some other like classic dynasties and how their defenses did in the Super Bowl and things like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's a totally valid point. Like we don't talk at all about how successful um, that team building has been and how you know integral to the success of the team that. Uh, those early picks where, you know, Antoine Winfield, um, Sean Murphy Bunting, uh, Jamel Dean, um, Carlton Davis, and Tristan Wirfs was honestly one of the better offensive he linemen in the entire sack this year. Yeah, like he, he, he like it, it was an absolutely smash pick. And they, they kept on trying to move up to go get him, and teams just weren't moving down. Yeah. Um, like, like they had their eye on him. And I think that had they moved up, it still would have been a success. Um, yeah. Considering, you know, assuming his play is the same. Like, and think back to the amount of criticism they got drafting Devin White at five, because there is a, there's a weird misconception. Oh, I'll, I'll save that for later. But um, 
a lot of teams don't value off-ball linebackers, and I think that I think it's it's schematic ball. dependent. So, but but I think your overall point about it, you know, great team building, great drafting, great signings, and free agency. I think it's a really good uh, it's a really good point that a lot of people just aren't discussing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but Jose, thank you, my friend, for, for joining us for this episode. Um, it's an absolute pleasure having, having you. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, a, a Twitter account for us to follow, anything like that? Anything that YouTube you want to plug? A YouTube channel? Any, anything you've got to plug or, or want us to follow or anything like that? Um, oh, yeah, so good. All right. Experience. <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks for joining us, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. A pleasure. Pressure. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the pressure's on me to, you know, say my say words, the right, right words. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but until next time, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'm Andy. I'm David. I'm Tarek. And I just want to say uh, rest in peace to Vincent Jackson. He had uh, a very, yeah. Yeah. very great NFL career, and he passed away uh, this Monday. Um, yeah, yes. he was found dead on, on Heavy Monday. Very, very sad. Um, so yeah. thoughts and prayers out to him and, to, to him and his loved ones. But um, If you see someone, help them. Have a nice day.